Oh, what's that? It's another announcement episode? People are like, I'm starting to get tired of this. I'm like, oh, like the announcements have been so bad. Only only Chris Johnston show and Amazon and given given the first five minutes of the of the uh, Leafs All or Nothing and everybody what why I love. Are you, why are you arguing? I'm pre-arguing. I'm why upset. You, I'm upset. I said the, last night on Twitter there would be a thing. People are like, I, I just didn't even care anymore. Shut up. Shut up. I care. Okay. This is big. <laughs> There's, I, there's Adam what, cares. Actually, there was people who were like, "It's still real to him." Damn it! Why didn't Why didn't you start off talking about the people who were excited about? This? Well, because that was ninety nine percent of them. Yeah. I want to talk about the one percent who weren't. I want to talk about the one percent who were upset. I'm upset yeah. with you. It should be hundred percent. That's you know what he's right. Anyway, we got a huge announcement coming up in about half an hour here. It's we're very huge. excited about it. I think this is huge. I think this is great, and it's it 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 it's going to give you a little bit of an insight into where we're going with this whole thing. Because we do have other shows. We've got at least three more to announce. One of them will be today. Um, and then some stuff next week. Like, it's it's great. Now, the other thing I want to mention is this weekend, you're going to get the Eastern and Western Conference previews, 10 minutes on each team from us on the Steve Dangle podcast. It will come out in audio form on Friday and Saturday. I believe Western Conference first, right, Jesse? Yeah. Yes, so because fr- the East is not yet done. <laughs> That's right. And then, uh, and then uh, each video will come out separately. So uh, if you have a favorite team or you hate your team, or hate a team. I mean, we hate our team sometimes. Um, sometimes. You can, you can check them out all separately on the Steve Dangle Podcast YouTube channel. Today, uh, also, there'll be a brand new Chris Johnston show. So it's just and, a lot. And they discovered the Carey Price news uh, mid-show. Right. Which we're going to get into. But first, let's get to what's important. And that's Steve driving. Yes. He would like to share a story. Yeah, it's very rare. Very rare that I'm like, guys, I would like to volunteer my story. Okay. About driving, please. So, today, for all of my Durham and Clarington people, driving into uh, the Toronto border was a nightmare. It was terrible. Why is that what happened? There was a big accident at, at Brock and Whitby, mm. and the highway was shut down. Sounds like a Durham problem. Oh, yeah. And I was driving by, like, people getting on. And I knew this, but not everyone did. I see someone getting on the highway at Ritson, and I wanted to be like, Turn back! And I could if he heard me, I would have saved his whole day. Instead, he probably spent 45 minutes going, God damn it! What? I wish someone yelled out their window at me to tell me what to do! Alas, not. So, it was very difficult. I did not have a very good drive. Mm-hmm. So, I'm in a cranky mood. You know, you know when you're cranky sometimes? Mm-hmm. I was cranky. And then, I finally get out of that. Still a little bit of traffic, you know, because it's this place that we live. And I'm driving. And I see this lady in an Audi. So right out of the gate, screw you for having an Audi. Imagine having a nice car. Hmm? Hmm? <laughs> Jesse has a very nice car. Don't look at so, me. So, hey, hey. All right, so, and, but then I see her reach her, this fingernailed hand out of the window, and she throws one of those brown napkins that you get with your coffee. She just throws it oh. out the window. Throws it out the window. Oh, screw her. Screw her, right? Yeah. So you know what I did? Oh, man. I threw on my cape, <laughs> and I thought, it's Captain Planet's job to tell this lady what she did was wrong. No way. Did you? <laughs> yeah, and here's how I did it. I did it in a in a very subtle, road-ragey way. Okay. What did you do? You don't roll down the window. That's how you get hit with a crowbar. So what I did was I left the window up 
You never know. She might have had a crowbar. <laughs> you leave the window up, but when you're driving, when you're driving by her, you give her one of these. I, get, I gave her one of the, So for those of you who can't see, I raised my hand up like a waiter would, would, would carry a tray as if to say, just come on, pal. You gave her a what are you doing? I gave her a what are you doing? Yeah. So that was my good deed for the day. But Did she see oh, you? Yeah. Oh, she saw me. What did she oh, do? Back? Made a locked eyes. Oh, okay. Well, Adam, just you wait. Okay. Because I taught her what's what. Oh man. You don't litter on Steve Dangle's watch. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on, Jess. Not on my street. I think Steve won at traffic this morning. I think we're about to hear how. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if he did. You two, won traffic. Two lights later. We get to a red light, and who pulls up next to me? Oh, Audi lady. The lady in the Audi. Yeah. And even worse, now she's hanging out of her window, and she's telling me to roll my window down. Yeah. And I'm like, here we go. She's and like, she's waving the crowbar. And I, says, oh, yeah. Love the elephant. This is for you. Right? This, this is for you. Be careful on that mic. You don't tell me not to let her in. Your channel sucks. Does she say she loves the LFRs? She did not. Oh, okay. What did she say? Well, so right away, I'm getting ready to argue because someone, the guy behind her honked because he also won at traffic and he also did not approve of her littering antics. Mm-hmm. Have you never heard of climate change, lady? What's the matter with you? It's supposed to be warmer in, in Toronto this weekend than it is in Mexico City and it's your fault. What is Greta Thunberg doing? <laughs> She's not in traffic. Why doesn't she step it up? But she I'm, was- I'm, I'm, I'm. Like feet on the ground, you know what I mean? He's front I'm, line. I'm She's addressing the, the problem at its roots. So anyway, so pulls up next to me, tells me to roll down my window, and I'm getting ready to tell her, hey, the guy behind you honked, it wasn't me. I was simply the guy giving you the tray hand. Okay. So I roll down my window, and that's when she goes, I'm so sorry, I, I never litter. There were two bees in my car. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> this poor lady. Oh she goes, man. She goes. There were two bees in my car, and I was I was swatting at them, and I grabbed them, and I had to throw them out of the car. And then you thought I littered, and I. And her first thought after fighting for her life in traffic, trying to drive, trying to keep the rest of the people safe. Two bees. She's fighting for her life with two bees. She sees a, a stranger, and she decides that stranger cannot think I'm a bad person. <laughs> so, she, so she tracked me down, and she goes, I'm sorry, it was two bees. And immediately, I just bust out laughing, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I How did that even happen? And she just sticks her two fingers out of the car and goes, two! <laughs> I just wow. I didn't want you to think that I litter. <laughs> and wow. That, and, that was, and I was like, don't worry, I don't. And then I cried laughing for the next 10 minutes. I don't know how I got here. Wow. Steve, I, you're an asshole. I, you right? scolded this woman when she was in a battle okay, for her let's life. Ca- let's bees. calm down with scolded. All right. I took off my cape. I, she, she was just excited to meet Captain Planet in person. Oh, yeah. She's like, I expected you to be more blue. And, you know, it's, it's you, people change. Oh, God. that I'm going to be thinking about her for the rest of the rest of the week. Sorry, there were two <laughs> bees. It's that there were two. Right. I think we've all had a bee or a wasp fly mm-hmm. into our car. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Bee army flying right into her car <laughs> just to screw up her day. But I liked that she was able to, to, for the rest of the day, be like, you know what? I overcame those bees. And also that stranger who I'll never, ever see again for the rest of my life. 
He doesn't think I'm a litter bug. And that's important. It is important. You need to know that. You do. You this need to. This poor woman, and you accosted her with your tray hand. I, and, you're, and you tagged another guy in and let him beep. Oh, yeah. No, it was, no, it was just Adam. I didn't have to tag him in. He just knew. He, oh, there was a sale at the Cape Store this week, <laughs> and we all had it on. We all helped win at traffic and prevent climate change. Wow. But, uh, we, you know, sometimes you got to get rid of the bees. That's true. You know, you're supposed to save the bees unless they fly into the car, then to hell with them. I Kill wonder them. if That's they a great story. Did they get it through the like <laughs> the I wonder the heating or the AC? I'm trying to think. It must they must, right? No, it's just your windows down, they fly in. That's oh, happened to me. Okay. <laughs> and they're just can you imagine you're driving on what the biggest highway in North America? Like the like sixteen lanes wide. This, this wasn't on the highway anymore. Oh, was yeah, it Kingston no, Road? This this yeah, excuse me. Okay. Oh. Not the biggest highway in, in North America, but still, like that's it's hazardous. It's very hazardous. It's oh. a great story. Oh man, it's I I I, I called my mom. <laughs> I told her the story. I cried again. Oh, I, God bless that lady. I hope she hears this. <laughs> was, oh, that was made my day. It would have been. It would have been great if she said that and then she and then she said your channel sucks and then drove off yeah that would have been the ultimate mic drop moment the Leafs oh. fucking suck yeah, yeah. Well, boo. Boo. no it no. was 3-1 <laughs> you got beat by David Ayers it was 4-1 there's a variety of scores 5-1 if she's a Saints fan oh, if she's a Nashville fan oh man there's so many there's so many uh, but Man. no, it's it was she was a Blue Jackets fan, or mm -hmm. I guess a Blue Jacket a Blue Jackets adversary because two bees flew into her car. So <laughs> how's Felino working out? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Take captain, fuck you. <laughs> hey, uh, it's funnily funnily enough, the last video to drop for all of our season previews will be the Toronto Maple Leafs, just mm -hmm. because of alphabetical order. Yeah, we didn't plan it that way, but that's what'll happen. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm wondering how we're going to keep Steve below because we we're recording this later on today. So I'm wondering how we're going to keep Steve below ten minutes on the time. Uh, I, like I was saying before the show, like I could do fifteen minutes on Adam Brooks. Like I don't I don't know how we're going to get. And you this. will do that for your channel. Perhaps I shall. Are you going to have a season preview come out? We can't all be the hockey guy. I just I I don't know how he does it. He's a machine. No? It's he unbelievable. Is, you're not going to do a season preview for the Leafs? Like, pick your lines? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm going to do that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but sorry. I thought you meant NHL 15 team. minutes oh, on Adam Brooks, no, and I was no. like, no. <laughs> like, but within there, I assume there's going to be a substantial portion on Adam Brooks. Can it has you, to be. Can First you do a, player. Can you do a 30-minute breakdown on Travis Dermott's Benaramas? Oh. Especially right near the Leafs net. Can you do that? As long as I have therapy scheduled afterwards. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so... It, I saw an article today come out, and I didn't get the chance to read it. Is it confirmed? Is Rasmus Sandin playing with the Leafs this year? Mm, no, he just hasn't been cut. Mm -hmm. So they haven't made their final cuts. Um, but they're really... They're cutting down huge now. They're down to it. There's There are a few guys who are... Uh, I'm not totally sure why they're keeping them around, and there's other guys who may or may not make this team. I think Amadio is still with the team. I've liked him. Uh, Biega, Dahlstrom has improved. Um, uh, Lillig was Lilligren sent down? I haven't Manel seen that was yet. sent down no. after yeah. he scored that nice power play goal. It's uh, there are very few cuts left to make. I think there's six. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, like uh, that we're already that close, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, there's a um, 
you know, there's a lot of games to get into next week. It'll be very, very exciting. I'm so pumped. We've got back-to-back to start the season, Wednesday, Thursday next week for the Leafs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Tampa's going to play Tuesday. I think it's just... Um, Is anyone left on Tampa? I don't know. Well, I, it's, you, you talk about their their uh, the, the preseason not mattering. We should have told that to the Lightning and Panthers who went to full-blown war with each other. Oh, I can't wait for that. All and then season. Devils Rangers. Full-blown war. It's great. I mean... It sets the tone, doesn't it? Um, I also I found it super awkward with the Leafs highlights because Nick Ritchie scored a couple goals in the six two win. I think wasn't it six two? Yes. Yeah, against Ottawa. And who set him up for the second one? But Nikita Gusev, who was promptly cut like right after the game. Yeah. But I, I just it was weird, right? Because you're like, so he sets up a goal. He must be feeling good about himself. And they're like, Nikita, uh, we gotta let you go. I mean, we That's knew tough. he would do that. Like, yeah. Yeah. one assist doesn't make you a roster. No, spot, I know, you but know? you know, like, yeah. if you maybe if you're him, you're like, ah, I finally got something going. Yeah, yeah. should have got it going a couple of weeks ago, right, but Mr. That's, Gusev. That's that's the Leafs, though. They're they're not interested in the result. Right, they're interested in the process. Right, the, and the process ideally gets you the result. When we get confirmation that, speaking of all the cuts, that Nick Robertson is not going to make the team, which is the right thing to he do. He shouldn't. You like know. he, sh- it's he's not so amazing yeah. that he deserves a roster. You spot. Also, he shouldn't be on the fourth line. You also don't need him. They have a surplus of wingers. Yes. Yeah. Great news. Good. Yeah, after, after oh, who's going to play in the left wing? I don't know. The four good left wingers they <laughs> yeah. have. Yeah, and like, Hosang good. gets a deal, which is great. That's great. Yeah. He'll be on the Marlies. Marlies look like they're going to be good. Yeah, that's a awful. Feel-good story, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think the Leafs need that. You know, from a PR perspective, Josh Hosang, first off, he earned it. So I'm not, I don't want to. But, but if, I don't know who needed this story more, Hosang or the Leafs. I, I suppose it's Hosang. But the Leafs, there has been a, a frigidity with Leafs Nation uh, in the preseason a little bit. You know, there's a, still a little bit of we're queasy because of, you know, what happened last season. And then, you know, everybody watched the All or Nothing documentary and you're like, you're requeased. Yeah, and, and it's it's so, I mean, listen, it was, it's, um, uh, it's, it's a great story, but I think it's also fantastic public relations for the team because it, it gives you the whole thing about sports. The whole reason we watch is hope. It was something worth celebrating, and they, yeah, they yeah. announced they announced uh, a, a great story, a victory for Josh Hosang and the organization in the middle of kicking the Sens in the ass. Like, yeah, congrats, you're doing it right. Yes, <laughs> you're doing it right. I felt happy. Yeah, it's good in that moment, and uh, I was like, oh, I'm mad at you though. And then Nick Ritchie scored, and I'm like, well, you weren't even there, so you're fine. And you know. <laughs> it just worked out. Everything worked out. Oh, Manel, you're blameless. Yep. Ah, good for you. Uh, I want to. I want to quickly mention too, watching the Senators, and I realize it's a preseason game, so I'm not going to extrapolate too much. Yeah. And we, in ten minutes, we're going to bring on our our newest host on the SDPN. So excited for that. Um, but this are the Senators for real? Like, are they serious? What do you mean? What does that mean? Do you expect anyone to buy a ticket to your team? or renew a season ticket if Brady Kachuk is not in the lineup. Oh boy, are they in a world of hurt right now. Um, And I assume we'll talk about this uh, on our Ottawa Senators breakdown later, but uh, I think it was during that game, Colin Mm -hmm. White goes down awkwardly, and now he's out four to six months. Months. That was with, um, who did he get tangled up with? uh, I cannot remember. It was nothing. David Kampf, I think. David Kampf. Yeah, it was nothing bad. Yeah, all right. Just an awkward fall, and now he's out, and they don't have Brady Kachuk lined up. And, I mean, this makes it uh, 
so that the Sens need him more. Mm-hmm. Like they need him to begin the season more. Um, boy, really bad position for them to be in. But and the sticking point with him is the amount of years. He doesn't. the The number is kind of set in stone right now because one, the Ottawa Senators need to get to the floor, so they have that's all, unbelievable. <laughs> they have all of the room to get there uh, to hand him out whatever kind of contract they want. And I see. I think it's around eight something is the is the kind of number yeah. that everybody's saying. They but, signed Ennis today. Yeah, so I think they're 250 grand below the floor with the Ennis contract. Mm-hmm. So they and, they have all of the room in the world to give Brady Kachuk all the money he wants. But the amount of years this was uh, in 32 thoughts this week, I think um, Brady Kachuk is isn't sure about sticking around for eight years in Ottawa because of one the ownership situation and how committed the team is to winning short term and long term. Yeah. So oh, man, can wants, you blame him? He wants a three to four year deal. And the um, on top of that, the salary cap is going to spike in three to four years. Is that's what, that's what Fried said. Is what Bettman is uh, is speculating, and all the insiders are saying that as well. So here's so it here, doesn't make sense for him to sign for eight years. So here, guys here, are also realizing. Sorry, like um, why am I doing this? Exactly. Zach, Zach Hyman going for a long deal. That makes perfect sense. Well, because like, he's a UFA and his body's going to break down on him. He's, he's a UFA. He's, he's in his late 20s and he plays this hard style. Like, of course. Yeah. Like, this, give is me the, all... this is your day, your time for a payday. Yeah. Brady Kachuk's like 21. Right. Two. Like, yeah. It, it doesn't. Why why is he signing for eight years? Just to get specific here so I don't get a bunch of DMs. Um, Colin White on LTIR plus Tyler Ennis means that the Senators are at the cap from what I understand, like just below, yeah, they're just below the cap floor, but it would work out that they would be above the cap floor because LTIR takes them over, I think. Uh, so, but even well if, also, even so, if that would screw you over, wouldn't you just not place him on LTIR? Yeah, I don't you know. Just, yeah. I don't yeah. Really you could just, yeah. You just leave the contract. Just put him on IR. Um, so yeah, I mean, listen, it's, it's, I, I just, I don't know how you get over that hurdle if you're the sense. How do you convince the guy to that eight years makes sense when it just doesn't? I think that you don't have a choice. Like, here's the thing. His dad's not an idiot. Matthew Kachuk's not an idiot. They've been through this. They they are they have been in the, the involved in the NHL as a family longer than Eugene Melnick and Pierre Dorian. So, like, I think that you have to understand what you're up against here. They know that the Kachuk camp knows, and they all work together. They talk about it openly. They know that they don't have to do anything. I'm I'm not criticizing the Kachuks. Or Brady, um, but someone I thought made a very good point. William Nylander held out and got roasted by everybody for a long time. Mm-hmm. Brady, his brother, and his dad. Well, Brady not just yet, but Brady, his brother, and his dad all held out, and everyone's just like, ah, yeah, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's yeah, funny. and you know what? People were were all over uh, Michael Nylander too. Because he, he, you know, I remember, I think there was like a thing where he was going to sign in Edmonton and they were ready to announce it. And then he signed in Washington or New York. He screwed a team. I don't remember. It was the Oilers. Yeah, he screwed the like, Oilers. I'm sure not the first. It's just, no, it I, I think that was public. So, yeah, that is interesting. Um, uh, and I think I think probably with, with Nylander, it was like, man, don't harsh our vibe. We just got Tavares. Like, get into the lineup. It also and, doesn't help that he was ass when he came back. Yeah, yeah I, you know, I, throwaway season. And, yeah. and Literally with, throwaway season, yeah. With Brady, the other thing is, this is the danger that you run into when you tear a team down completely, when you strip it to the to the to the floor, and and that is he is the le- only legitimate guy. So he can, you know, at least with the Leafs, it was like I mean they didn't do a great job in leveraging this, but there were <laughs> no. other 
like the Leafs were going to make the playoffs without Nylander. Right. Uh, and the Leafs would have made the playoffs without Marner. It would have happened. Um, uh, with with Brady, the Senators don't stand a chance. It's not like, and it's not like in Toronto, you can't sell tickets without one of those guys in the lineup. In Ottawa, who are you going to see? With no offense to Drake Batherson, but I don't see a lot of people going, God, I just love Drake Drake Batherson. Thomas Shabbat, maybe. Shabbat, Norris. But the entertainment value is Brady Kachuk. And the leadership value is Brady Kachuk. And the name brand value. Just, You're selling Kachuk jerseys more than anybody else. The Sens at their best. Yeah. I want to, like... I So that's what I'm saying. Like, are they serious? I think you... I think to answer your question, Jesse, I think that you don't get him on a, uh, on a year-length term that he doesn't want to do. If I can... Convince him. If I can buy... Uh, like if I'm a Penguins fan and I can buy one ticket a year, which is that's a lot of people that can go to one game a year. Uh, I'm going to wait till at least December mm-hmm. because I want to see Sid and Malkin. Right. If I can go to one Sens game a year, well, I want Brady to be in the lineup. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, it is. A and, it's, and it's just another shot in the like if they if they can't get him signed uh, and, and who knows what he's you know, everybody works out when they're not in training camp. But it's never the same. And like you look at what happened with William Nylander. He came into the lineup, as you guys said, the throwaway season. So even if Brady comes in a week or two from now, they've already played five or six games, and he's got to try to get back into game shape. He's playing catch-up. It's not good. And players players screw it up for everybody, too. I have heard a story of a player who the team begged him to stay uh, over the offseason. That please stay, please work out with us. And he goes, don't worry about it. I'm get, I'm going to be just fine. And he shows up like 20, 30 pounds overweight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't worry. I'm going to work out. Right. No, he did not. Right. So this is the thing. I mean, like, uh, I'm sure Brady Kachuk will be fine and the Sens will be fine. But six or an eight-year deal, who does that make sense for? Senators can't afford that unless they're willing to go. It makes know. sense for the Sens. Yeah, but it, they can't afford... I, if I'm Brady Kachuk and they're asking me for six years, I'm going, well, okay, then you have to pay me $10 million. $10 million. Right. Like, of course, the Sens would want term, mm-hmm. which is why you go, all right, I'll sign for that term if you give me a ransom. All right. <laughs> give me, yeah, give me uh, eight figures. Then we'll talk. Yeah. I And that doesn't make sense. No, of course not. I mean, this sense. is not a guy. He's not even a point-of-game player. Is no. he? Uh, I don't know. He's going to be great. Like, he, I want to say he, like, led the league in hits and shots or something like that. He's a... He's an exciting, high-event player. He had 36 points in 56 games last year, given the Sens weren't great. But, like, you know, I mean, his career high in points is 45, and that was in his rookie year. He had 44 the next. So you know what he is. Uh, A little bit. I don't think you know what he is at 21. No. I think he's got a lot to I mean, grow. he's, he's been the same better. for three seasons, guys. But, like, okay. He's <laughs> been a half a point a game for three seasons. So, okay, what? if what he wants is control, right? If what he wants is control to sign a short-term deal, he wants what Pedersen did. All right, you want what Pedersen got? All right, you'll get what Pedersen got in terms of years. You ain't getting Pedersen money. Mm-hmm. If Pedersen got, what was it, 7.35 or whatever? All right, Brady, here's, I don't know. Six and five. a half. Five? Five? <laughs> I'm not giving you a million dollars less than Elias Pettersson. Not if I'm Pierre. <laughs> but, and, and now we're finding But the out, difference is Pettersson's got... We're discovering why he's not in camp. Right. <laughs> he's got... Pettersson's got people to play with. Brady would be like, it's just me. And that's probably why his point totals are a little less than maybe they should be. But, like, there's no finishing on the sense. You'd be over a point a game in the Canucks? I don't know. 
I don't know. Anyway, it's going to be a fascinating thing. Um, shall we bring on our big announcement? Okay, bringing on our next guest who's been on before many, many times, who will be hosting a brand new show and a brand new brand under the STPN. It's Andrew Berkshire. <laughs> That's a very happy Hi, guys. Face. <laughs> That's a very Muppet face. Huh? I like that. Long time no see. Yes, sir. So so this is, uh, this is going to be very exciting. We're going to introduce you to a new brand and something that we're going to expand on here at SDPN. But Andrew is the guinea pig. Mm-hmm. Montreal, as a city, you are the guinea pig fans. Uh, it's called Game Over Montreal. And Andrew, can you sort of explain what's going to be happening after every single Montreal Canadiens game this season? Yeah, so essentially, shortly after every game, I'm going to launch a live streaming show on YouTube on the SDPN channel with a different panel of guests pretty much every single episode. And we're going to talk about the game and bring some stuff to the table that you're not going to see on a normal broadcast because we don't have 10 teams of people telling us things that we can't do. And (laughs) (laughs) have uh, Adam freaking out afterwards. So... uh, (laughs) Um, now, now it, it, it'll be somewhat like ice surfing, you know, what? <laughs> hey, what's ice surfing? Hey, first of all, I'm very sad that we're not doing it anymore. Second of all, that's during the game. Uh, not after we were going to call it very sur- different. We were going to call it surf icing, but, uh, we decided to go over Montreal. It's actually nothing like, nothing ice like surfing. ice surfing. <laughs> So, you know what? We're not doing just, the show anymore. Not, just to be clear for everybody listening, it's not like ice surfing at all. Because if it was like ice surfing, it would be canceled. <laughs> oh my god! I have such bad friends. <laughs> we love you. We love you. So shut up. So <laughs> no, that's fair. So here's the deal: if you are a Canadians fan, or even if you're not, SDPN. Uh, on YouTube every single night. <laughs> Jesse's actually going to get hit by Steve here. Um, and here's the thing. Andrew's like Andrew's got so many options available to him here with um, what he's able to do, right? You're going to be able to write in. There's the chat section on YouTube. Um, and beyond all that, this is going to be packaged for you. So if even if you can't stay up late that particular night or, or engage, and obviously we encourage you to you know send in your questions and talk about you know what happened in the game, um, it will be available for you to listen to on audio and watch the next day on YouTube as well. And that was really kind of the the part for us that was really exciting. You know, we've got, uh, uh, you know, an opportunity here. Um, and I think we're going to do this in as many markets as possible, as quickly as possible. But Montreal is the first one we want to, we wanted to launch with. And, and you know what, there will be, it's going to be wild, Andrew, because I mean, and let me just say this, this was Andrew came to us with this idea in the playoffs with Montreal. So really you were the first show that really kind of firmed up with SDPN. we kind of knew this was going to happen, but I was in the grocery store talking to Andrew and he's like, Hey, I feel like we're missing an opportunity. I was like buying cantaloupe and, and he's like, I feel like we're missing an opportunity with, you know, the Montreal Canadiens run to the finals and the fact that there's no like post game available. And that was your, this is all you. Yeah. I mean, I I came also from watching Steve, right? Like watching his streams and seeing the interaction and seeing how successful that was (laughs) like something successful that Steve did. And (laughs) wow. Hey, we can't all bat a thousand. <laughs> we did a very good job. <laughs> Andrew, what's the show? Tell, Sorry. Tell us yeah, about keep the show. going, buddy. Yeah. Keep going. What was your idea? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. So basically, my thought was hockey's essentially a visual medium, right? And like, there's some things that I want to do that will probably come later, just because they're going to take some pretty hefty investment. But why are we leaving post game shows to radio where they're just doing call in shows and it's just you know your angry uncle calling in talking about how much the goalie sucked. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to bring stuff to the table for analysis and have fun that uh, you don't see anywhere else. And like, I can tell you right now that the first guests on uh, the first episode, which is going to be against the Leafs, the Yay. first game of the year will be friend of the show and SDPN guy, Julian McKenzie. We've heard of him. Who's going to help me out and navigate the waters. And also we're going to have on former Marley's video coach Jack Hahn as well. That's pretty cool. Excellent. I've, I've actually so um, I've seen the spreadsheet. Andrew's the organized one. We don't do this. It's like it's sort of we show up and we talk about stuff. Andrew's got a spreadsheet for all eighty-two games, and he's booking guests in like a madman. And oh, wow. and then uh, so Andrew has put a ton of heart and soul into this. And and the only the only thing I hope you don't mind me bringing this up, man. But one of the things that it, Andrew's like, I'm really struggling with with getting guests for one team. What team do you think it is, guys? Mm, the Chicago White Sox, because you said the Discord. That, the Discord is no. dead on the Chicago White Sox. No, uh, is it the Coyotes? No, it's the Buffalo Sabres. No. Oh no, right? <laughs> just call up Dwayne. Game two of the year. No bites so far. <laughs> Can't it just like, be you by listen, yourself, guys? It's going to be a dumpster fire. It'll be so much fun. We get to talk about like 10 goals probably. And everyone's like, mm, the wild? Maybe yeah, instead? A- literally anything, anything else. The lightning? <laughs> <laughs> so if, you are, uh, if you're going to be watching, please make sure in game two that you support Andrew. He's going to really, really, really need oh, it's you. it's the second one. Yeah, second game of the yeah. year. It's the second game of the year. They go That's... from the most, the most hated team in the league to the team everybody feels the most sorry for. Wow. I have I have two questions for anybody who wants to listen and watch to this because I'm gonna I'm gonna hopefully tune in each time and I'm a fan of this program. So how soon after the game are you gonna be live, and then how long are you gonna go for? Well, uh, how soon after the game is going to be pretty much as fast as possible. It's just gonna be a matter of me getting used to putting things in the templates for our hosting software that we're using, and I'm hoping to be live within five to ten minutes. It'll also depend on like getting our guests on the Zoom call for certain uh, games as well. But uh, yeah, five to ten minutes, I think, after the game. So you're still going to be, you know, living through the emotions of the win and the loss. And by, I should also mention that uh, it should have broad appeal because I'm booking fans and analysts from opposing teams as well. So if you're a team that's playing the Canadians, tune into the show. We're not going to just talk about the Canadians, although it will be a Canadians focused show. And it should go for like 30 to 40 minutes after the show. Cause we don't want to like keep you up super late if you're on the East coast or interrupt your dinner. If you're on the West coast, <laughs> you know, it, it's going to be fast, fast paced. And uh, if it's a bad game, maybe a little bit shorter. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you, uh, have you already sort of been like uh, uh, practicing uh, during the preseason? Like, okay, if I was doing one tonight, here's how I'd do it. Well, that would require me watching all the preseason games. <laughs> and unfortunately, Fair. that Fair. has not been in the cards. I've been trying to take as much time this last uh, week or so before the season starts to spend as much time with the kids as I can. Because soon, like yeah. I told my oldest, I was like, I'm not going to be able to do your bedtimes on game nights. Just so you know, like you go to bed now at eight o'clock and refuse to sleep until nine. I'm, I can't do that, kid. So it's going to be all up to your mom. And uh, he was like, oh, OK, why do you work at night? I'm like, uh. 
that's just how it is. Like, but you also work in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> so like, All right. Yeah, it's a it, calm it, down. It's the the joys of media. If if we can tell our kids anything, it's don't. Uh, <laughs> do better for yourself um but i you know what andrew i mean listen we are so i i like from the second that he brought this idea um to you know because it started as you know we, we've con gone through a few different iterations of what this end is going to be you know andrew was a hundred percent all behind it all the way we're so excited as a you know long long time friends obviously but also just um excited that you're going to get a platform every day. And what I love is there's a variety of guests. As you said, it's not just going to be Canadians focused. You know, we don't we don't think about that here. We're like, ah, we're just going to talk about the Leafs for half an hour. And then we'll get to everybody else. Andrew's like, no, we can talk about the other team. No, we need 20 minutes on Pierre Engvall. That's right. That's right. And Andrew, so, uh, you know, I want to say publicly, thank you so much for the amount of effort that you put into this. We're so excited to see where this goes. And you know, keep a lookout because the game over brand is not just a Montreal thing. This is going to be something that spreads out across the country and probably across borders here pretty soon. Um, we just don't have that much time yet to launch all this this product. There's a lot happening. Well, so, uh, so yeah, it's 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 been a very aggressive thing. The other thing I want to say, and and I know we can't really preview it right now. Andrew sent a picture over a video over on WhatsApp today of the the intro to this. And Jesse just knocked oh, crushed it, it, knocked it cool out of the park hell. again. Cool Can't wait for you to see this intro. It's so cool. So uh, is there anything else, Andrew, that you want to mention about this show that people can be looking forward to that um, that you, you're excited to get across that we haven't asked you yet? I mean, I'm just excited to get going. Honestly, I've been like, ever since we talked about when we were going to announce, I've been like a puppy chasing its tail. Like, okay, this is going to actually happen. And I've been like, so knee deep in it, trying to book guests and, and get people involved and also not spoil anything. Right. I got accused on the SDPN discord that I was going to spoil everything. <laughs> I only hinted. Okay. So th I think nobody knew what was actually going to happen. People were like, oh, it's a podcast, it's a podcast. Kind of, but not also. You know, it's it's going to be a live show. It's going to be fun. We're going to go crazy. And uh, I guess I also have to say that it's been a while since I've been on the STP. And uh, I actually have a notebook here. Very Canadian. Oh, no. It's a Hillroy notebook for the listeners. It says times Adam and Steve were what? wrong. <laughs> I've actually been taking notes since I was last on the podcast about five years ago. Was that a long time? And we're no into the way. third no notebook five now. Years. No way. No, not a chance. It's been five years. Well, yeah, I, I think it has actually. But, you know, I've got one here. It's no. a yeah, February 15th, 2018 edition of the podcast. Uh, Steve and Jesse were, were both very confident in Freddie going into the playoffs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's vicious, Andrew. Vicious. <laughs> Wait, you know what? That instead of Steve writing another book, we should just release that, and, uh, oh, and that, that'd be a bestseller as well. Just all of our terrible takes. Um, Andrew, if it's been five years, I'm so sorry. What the hell? No, no, no. It I don't. I don't oh, know if it has. Okay. No. Yeah. All right. I was about to say, it we, probably hasn't been that long. I've done a thousand things with you, but yeah. maybe just not on this show. We talk yeah. every. We honestly almost every day. Ev almost like, every day. And that's crazy. Anyway, right. listen, Andrew. Andrew. So, so you know, and I think I think it's actually in a sad way. It's nice that you're on today because um, you know the Carey Price news broke just before the show, and. 
Uh, obviously, and I'll, I'll, I'll go through the start of this, and then I kind of wanted to get everybody's opinion on it because I think it's important to have a little bit of a round table, not speculating on what happened first off, because um, in terms of we don't know. why Carey Price has chosen to do this, we don't know, and there's no reason to know. It's none of your business. But uh, the, the statement today said the NHL and the NHLPA announced that Carey Price of the Montreal Canadiens will be away from the team while voluntarily taking part in the uh, NHL-NHLPA player assistance program. This could be any of number of, the th- of things, and we're, again, not going to speculate. But I think um, his wife put up an incredible post, um, and I've got it from Frank Saravalli here, so let me, let me just pull it up here because I would like to read it. Maybe he'll do Sabres games. Frank? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. We should reach out. Uh, she said, <laughs> Angela Price said this, part of the privilege uh, of being in the position our family is in is that we also get a public platform to show how there is, uh, how there is, and can be a path to light for anyone who is struggling. No matter what is on the line, we hope we can communicate the importance of putting your mental health first, not just by saying it, but by showing up and doing the work to get better. Carrie's showing up for himself and our family and making the absolute best decision possible for us. I will continue to show up for him, our kids, and seek out support. Uh, that I may need on any given day. It's incredibly important for us to show our kids that by asking for help and letting yourself be supported, uh, uh, it's not just okay, but it's encouraged anytime and under any circumstance. And and Andrew, this is where I want to go to you on because I've interviewed Angela Price before. Very, very nice person. And I, it was right after uh, an unfortunate situation where I think a reporter accidentally blew the fact that they were pre- they were pregnant with their first oh, child. Oh, yeah, it was a few years ago. And that was I think that was a, just a total total mistake. Things happen. Uh, but she was so eloquent and so intelligent and it was a charitable initiative she was on for. And I don't know if if people from outside Montreal understand what the Price family means to Canadians fans and people in Montreal. So Andrew, I was hoping you could probably, you know, maybe put that in perspective for people. Yeah, I mean, this was a shocker for everyone. Um Mark Bergevin even said today that he didn't know until yesterday that this was going to happen and he was shocked. Obviously, we don't want to speculate on what's going on. I think the main takeaway is that Price is getting himself help. I wonder if Jonathan Duran doing that last year kind of gave Price the confidence to do that and to take a step away. Uh, I think that it's great to see a player who's this like has this much stature be able to do that. I think it's also tough uh, in an Olympic year to kind of do this. You know, like oh, it's yeah. hard to to take that step, right? And put yourself in a situation where you might be left off. You know, there will be judgment from some people who aren't as progressive. So it, it's a tough situation. But what price means to the market? I mean, talk about mentally tough athletes. You look at the second year price was in Montreal. And I, I specifically remember... He started the season absolutely on fire, you know, like the de facto starter. And he had a high ankle sprain that he came back from too early to go to play in the all-star game. And the rest of his season was just awful. Like mm-hmm. could not get it together. And the Canadians got swept by the Bruins in the first round and his post-game press conference. He was just, you know, hat down over the eyes, looking down, trying not to ball his eyes out. And at that moment when he came back and succeeded, you know, in the following years, you knew this guy had what it takes to play in this market. And I think that's part of the reason why the Canadians have always gone to bat for him. And this is a tough market. Like we talk about Toronto being a tough market. Oh, it's that, but also in French too. 
you know, and people aren't shy about ripping and uh, going into personal lives. There's a very tabloid culture here. Uh, rumors get spread. Price has been through a lot. And despite the fact that he has a heart trophy, you know, like it doesn't shield him. So the fact that it's taken this long to break, you know, taking a pandemic, you know, like I think over the last 18 months, who amongst us has not broken at one point, oh. right? Like it's been a tough time. And I think it's good to see an athlete stand out there and essentially say that they need help. And uh, we don't know what the issue is. We're we might never know. That's okay. But I applaud Price for taking that step. I also want to add to that. Um, I think Andrew touched on something really important here. You know, everybody talks about not wanting to play in Toronto because of how tough the media is. And and you know, I, I remember the first time Steve talked about this. And I was blo I was blown away. I had to look it up afterwards. Oh yeah. Um. Uh. There was a, there was a tabloidy sort of blog that followed visiting players around when they got off the plane. So if you were in Montreal and you were having a beer, or you were in Montreal and you were eating a sandwich, they were taking pictures and posting it on the blog. And the reason that yep. a lot of us don't know how intense Montreal is is because so many of the interviews are done in French. Right. And there's and I've had. I've had to go through Andrew and some of his friends to have interviews translated. Like I, I, I paid a translator several times to get some of the. It's ninety-eight seven, right? Some of the ninety-eight seven sports. Is that the radio station? Uh, CKAC. I think it's rebranded now. I'm not entirely sure because I don't, I don't speak French well enough to listen to French radio. Right. So, <laughs> so it's like yeah, that goes over my head. But yeah, there are there's a few French radio stations that are um, more heavily into the tabloid culture and break some stories that are more like uh, maybe not sourced super well right. and uh, uh, sometimes right sometimes not and so they, I think sometimes because there's less of a translation between the French media and English media some people are willing to say things in French media that they wouldn't say in English there's almost like an invisible doesn't go through the invisible linguistic wall it's shocking actually because yeah. some of the more interesting interviews in hockey interviews with former players interviews with current players coaches GMs they happen in French and they happen in Montreal and nobody touches them and I yeah. and it's so so it's funny because you know if you are a, a you know even if you're an Anglo player but if you're an Anglo player in Montreal this does get back to you so when we talk about mental toughness, it's a tough market to play in. It really is. People love, love, love the Canadians. And we don't give it enough credence in English Canada because we, because it's in French. So uh, hats off to him. But, but Andrew, I think where we need to go with this too, and we're going to do our little 10-minute season preview uh, after this when we're you know dropping a whole bunch of stuff this weekend. But get your opinion on what this means for the Montreal Canadiens team. Obviously, you've got Drouin back. Everybody's really excited about that. The the fan reaction seems to be really positive on that. But now it's Jake Allen and who? Uh, I think the guy that they brought in is is like Montemblat or something like that. Sam, I, Sam I never, honestly never heard of him before this training camp. Uh, I don't know I'll where he was. Have to look recently. into him before the season starts. Yeah, but apparently he did pretty well in preseason, and they seem to like him. I was kind of surprised that they didn't go with. Uh, any of their young prospect goaltenders, but I guess the point there was just keep them in the American Hockey League and let them dominate there. Um, yeah, it's an interesting situation as far as like projecting how this will go for the season. I don't think they're bound for the playoffs this year. They like if you look at what they lost over the summer, that team almost imploded. Like Philippe Deneau is gone, Shea Weber is gone, Thomas Tatar is gone. Whether you thought he was should have been playing in the playoffs or not, he was 
one of their best players in the regular season for the last three straight years. You know, Jesperi Kokaniemi is gone. And like, yeah, they brought in Christian Dvorak, but that replaces one of two of the centers that they lost. Jake Evans is probably ideally a fourth line center, not a third line center. And their depth on the wings is not actually that strong with Mike Hoffman starting the season on the IR. So I don't know how what the expectations are for that team this year. I assume they want to make the playoffs, but I wonder if because Price is coming off of surgery, getting healthy that way and for whatever he's dealing with that he's getting help for, it might help them, you know, further on down the line. Now they're saying that it's a minimum of 30 days that Price will be in this program with the NHL. Uh, it doesn't mean that it's a maximum of 30 days. It could be longer, but that's not a huge amount of time for Jake Allen to have to carry things. Mm-hmm. I think that he's proven over time that he can at least be a competent starting goaltender for that stretch of time. So I don't know how much it really changes their outlook because I wasn't that confident in them making it back to the playoffs anyway. So that'll be fascinating. And oftentimes, sometimes with teams like this, and this is why the why hockey's so weird, um, events like this can bring teams together. And they can outperform what you expect them to be. And I wonder... Happens all the time. Well, yeah. And I wonder if if with the run they had last year, the closeness in the room that's, you know, they're rumored to really like each other, which is nice. Uh, I wonder if... I wonder if that that means we're in for a surprise Montreal Canadiens team, or if this is a a year where it's like, well, they take a step back, but they you know they jump back on it next year. It'll be right. it'll be fascinating, and that's why you should watch Game Over. Yeah. It's a tough this is market, true, but but they also the Montreal Canadiens have this unique ability to also run on magic. Yes, they do. This is true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, it helps when you're in the building and they're loud. It's uh, it certainly does. Oh, the Leafs lose Game Five. I'm like, well. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. And I, when they get ahead of steam, there's there's something special about them. And, and you know, and, and having been there and, and everybody on this call uh, was there for my bachelor party in Montreal. Uh, when we saw that game, it was, you know, they, they were a terrible team that year. But they that day decided to beat Detroit 10 to 2. And uh, when you get Canadians fans going, it doesn't matter how bad the team is. They are unbelievable. It's like a uh, there, there's a momentum to the, the fan base there that we flat out do not have in oh, Toronto. The crowd went nuts for 10. Give us 10. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was amazing. The, w- the one game we go to there and it just happened to be that. Yeah. Yeah. So, Andrew, listen, good luck on this season. We're so excited. Uh, we're all going to try to jump in from time to time. I have to go to bed early all the time, but I am still going to try to stay up late for at least some of these. Um, game over Montreal SDPN YouTube channel live. It's our first live show on our YouTube channel. Uh, it'll be after every Montreal Canadiens game. And of course, if you can't catch it live, you can always catch it the next morning. YouTube.com slash SDPN or Spotify or Apple or Google Play. Don't worry. Jesse will be all over getting those uh, uh, on the, the right channels for that. So you don't need to tweet Is the CJ it. show on Google, though? Yeah, no, it, it is, right? <laughs> it finally is. Okay, there hey. it is. So, Andrew, thank you so much, man. And, and best of luck, man. This is going to be great. Thanks to you guys. I can't imagine, like, I couldn't imagine the amount of support that you guys have given me in starting this out. And, like, Jesse behind the scenes is just a wizard. And I don't think people realize how insane Adam is. I don't think he sleeps. He says he goes to bed early, but I don't think he sleeps. I think he just goes to bed and works. And Steve's there. (laughs) Just surfing. Just surfing. Thanks, Andrew. All right. Thanks, guys. So, um, you know, today's episode is going to be a little bit shorter 
uh, just for the fact that we have enormous amounts of content dropping this weekend. Yeah, we don't do anything. Yeah, so I, I just want to say that right now. If you're looking for the longest episode of Steve Dangle Podcast history, good for you. It's happening this weekend. The Western and Eastern Conference <laughs> uh, uh, preview they? shows. Well, no, I don't think they're no. going to be the longest in history, but think about that. That's 16 teens times 10. They're going to be pretty long. They are going to be yeah. long. Yeah. There's yeah. lots. And it felt like, you know, when we were recording a lot of them, it was like, bang, 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 like, you know, 10 minutes. On like a team like San Jose, I'm like three minutes in. I'm like, Jesus, I don't know how we're going to get through this. And then there's other teams where I was like, there was one team last time when we were recording where it's like 11 minutes and I'm trying to trying to wrap everybody and get your season predictions in. So, oh, it's, it's, I mean, it's like when we started the podcast, I'm like, guys, I have three episodes in me. Like, I don't know how we're going to make And here we are 800 plus later. Jeez. 32 times 10 is 320. 320, that's 320 minutes. Yeah. 320 minutes divided by 60. Is 5.3. So you're getting 5.3 hours of content this weekend. Okay. That's not bad. So so here's here's where I'm not going to feel bad. If we give you an hour and 15 today, I don't feel bad about that. Because, hey, we got lots coming up. And you know what? Adam, tell everybody how you don't give a fuck about them. Yeah. SDPN stands for not making any stuff. Hey, one person. You, the one person who was not excited about today's announcement. How do you feel now? Everybody else, thank you for your excitement. But you, let's address you, the one person. I bet you feel stupid. Anyway, um, let's get into the fact that... I wanted to give you a scary face. Yeah, there you go. How do you feel now? (laughs) I just want you to know that I... It's not translating? It's not translating the audio, okay. Oh, yeah, you're just sort of overblown. just on the video, it doesn't translate. How's that? How's that? Is that it? That's a little better. Is that better? There, that... uh, Oh, it's oh. Hey, season. one person who was upset about our, our announcement today, I just want you to know I know where you sleep. Oh, that's and, weird. Wow. Jesus. Yeah. See? Because yeah, I don't be, sleep. Andrew said so. You got what? a weird nose thing going on. With the when you got that lighting, you got to use your teeth. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Like All right. Cutting a so, um, yeah, listen. Uh, 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 we've got <laughs> some other names of the 53-man rosters that – Canada, USA, Finland, Czech Republic, all they're all announcing them today. Let's be sure to overreact to all of them. For sure. Frank Saravalli uh, announcing that Seth Jones, Patrick Kane, and Austin Matthews um, are the three names that will be uh, on the Olympic roster. Now, does that mean, by the way, if they're selected in the first three, that doesn't mean that they're necessarily on the team, right? Uh, I think it kind of means they have to be active. Yeah, this is the team. This list. is team. This yeah, is the, the first three. The three are just three people on the team, and then the full list is the candidates. Okay, so this is my question, and I, I, I you know, I, I tell everybody, do not, and it's fifty-five team list or fifty-five name list. I, I say like, don't overreact to this. However, <laughs> Team Here USA just passed on a Norris Trophy winner to pick Seth Jones, who had an objectively bad season. Yes, he had COVID. Bad season last year. Who is the GM of Team USA? I don't know who's the GM. Stan Bowman, who is Seth uh, Jones' no, GM. He had to pick Seth Jones. Imagine he didn't, and he just signed him to that deal. He well, had to pick the other guy, too. And Doug Armstrong won a Stanley Cup with Alex Petrangelo, for those of you wondering. Okay, why yeah. is that Alex Petrangelo? Yeah, okay. That's why. All right. And then you got to pick the best player, Austin Matthews. So the yes, three selections made perfect sense. If you take a little second to think about it. It's a little sad that Jack Eichel is not going to be on that list. Yes. It's very sad Jack Eichel is not going to be on that list. It feels like the, well, Carey Price stuff today was pretty huge. But for a long time, it's been the biggest story in the sport. I could see him making the 55 list 
yeah. just in case just in case it's resolved like say and he's in the able next to get the two surgery weeks and they get him the surgery that's <sighs> it's not till end of january you got like an outside chance jack echo could be on the team it's possible so it's czech possible. republic's first three players for beijing will be pasternak palat and Jakub boracek Ooh. man Good. Palat was good in the playoffs. I didn't realize how good of a season he had too when when I was doing the research for the Lightning. Oh, well, really I mean, it, underrated. It player. sort of gets buried because they're the Lightning, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Finland's first three players. This according to Chris Johnson, that and the check he had the checks and the, and the Frank Saravalli had the USA. Uh, Sebastian Ajo, Alexander Barkov, and Miko Rantanen. Pretty good. Oh boy, <laughs> I'm. I'm surprised Line A wasn't one of the guys. Are you? I'm oh, not. No? no, you guys no. wouldn't. Nope. No, is it Kekalainen? Who is it? I will find out. No. Uh, I mean, dude, he wasn't. He was straight up. It's weird. He's had the second throwaway season of his career. Like that's true. But we all acknowledge he's unreal. Did you see that goal he scored? The yes. Preseason? Holy yes. Shit. But I would have thought that just from a marketing standpoint, Line is he's going to be on the team. He's obviously one of the top Finnish players in the world, and he seems to represent the Finnish team well internationally well, and the in the NHL juniors. level. Yeah. yeah. So I would have thought like, hey, you put him in there because it's a marketing ploy. Right? Hmm. But I don't think you can go wrong with those three. But the three <laughs> players they named are better players. Yeah. Oh. It's <laughs> so weird. I'm looking at Wikipedia. They list everybody but the GM. Oh. Um, so like Yuka Yelonen is going to be the uh, head coach. I know who the assistants are. I know who the cat. Well, at least the 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 captain is internationally. But yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know if it's Yarmo. Probably is. Oh, it's Yarmo. Yeah, okay. it is Yarmo. Um, so Yarmo's doing the picks here. Uh, Jared Bednar testing positive for COVID will not be those, behind. The, were those all the teams? Those were all the teams so far. We don't have like Sweden or Russia. Haven't seen any. Oh, okay. uh, I will continue to look, but I have not okay. seen okay. them come up. Uh, I was inter- I was I was liking this. I like. I know I like these it's. Three names. I know. I know. <laughs> this is a fun little game. Yeah, and it's like what like what I told you last time. Like I wasn't excited, and then we talked about yeah. the Olympics, and then I was excited. I was like, okay, fine. The best on best aspect of the Olympics is so cool. Yeah, like because it's really the this collection of the greatest hockey players in the universe, and you get to watch them go at it for a week. And it's it, amazing. And it shows how competitive they are because CJ and Julian sort of laid this all out on their most recent episode. Well, actually, it'll be second most recent by the time this show goes up um, where they uh, talked about the Olympics. Uh, you have to really want to play in the Olympics because it's a pain in the ass. You're not even going to get like all the best parts of the Olympics. Like uh, there, there, <laughs> yeah. there was a yeah. big celebration. There was some sort of street celebration, street performance, a bunch of lights and music and everything in Vancouver. And I'm just walking through the street and that's Dan Boyle. This is Dan Boyle just walking around yep. and you're not going to be able to have that. Um, he was just walking around with his family. Hey family, take a look at the Olympics. Right. This is what it's like to be in the Olympics and like, Players' families, I don't even think, will be able to join them. Mm-hmm. Uh, CJ mentioned tr- potentially tracking devices and obviously the drug testing. One of the, the things you saw COVID a lot testing. over the most recent Olympics, the ones in uh, Korea. Did I get that Pyong- right? Pyongyang. So uh, you'd see a lot of athletes back in Canada and the U.S. doing like TV and stuff right before even the Olympics were over. So if you had a first week event, say your event was in the first couple of days, you're out of there. Oh, that you're... was Japan. You mean Japan? Oh, no. you're talking about the summer ones. Yeah, the most that was, recent that was Olympics. That was Tokyo. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, Pyeongchang was like, in yeah, Tokyo. Yeah. Yes, yes. The most yeah. recent ones in Tokyo. A lot of the athletes, after their events were done, they just went home. 
Yeah, so, so many of them weren't there for the closing ceremonies because it didn't make sense to hang around. Yeah. Why would you live in this Olympic village where you had to just stay there and quarantine and do all this testing when you just hightail it out of there because it wasn't the Olympic experience? Well, and you weren't allowed to. Oh, you, you, they booted you. Yeah, forty-eight no, hours. You could no, you could hang around. Like, yeah, oh, what I read was that if you if you were if your event was done, you had to be out of the country in forty-eight hours. Is that true? Yeah. Oh yeah. That they they were like it was like on a rotation. That's why there weren't a lot of people left at the closing ceremonies. They oh. I, I believe the Japanese rules because remember their COVID situation was horrendous going into the Olympics. They didn't have the same access to vaccines that we did in North America, so they were waiting. And I guess um, the entire city went into lockdown just before the Olympics started this summer, like oh, full lockdown, shut everything down. And then yeah, I think it was forty eight hours and you were out, gone. So, so yeah, you got to really want it, <laughs> right? Because it sounds awful for yeah. them, for the PA and all these players <laughs> to vote on the Olympics and be like, no, we're going to interrupt our first full season in two years to just go do this thing that's going to be torturous. You must really <laughs> want to do it. Yep. Uh, there was also a question of COVID insurance. Like, mm -hmm. what if you contract it and then the NHL team's on the hook? There is no COVID insurance. They did not take out COVID insurance. You gotta really, really want to go. You gotta something bad. If you want to know what it's gonna be like to be at the Olympics, listen to the late or listen to CJ's show from Monday. So good. What a great rundown CJ and Julian did. I want to get to a couple of things here. Uh, uh, Jared Bednar will not be behind the bench for the Colorado Avalanche. He has tested positive uh, for COVID nineteen. I believe he is fully vaxxed, but you can still get COVID. Yeah. Um, Pavel Francouz will be out three to four weeks with a lower body injury, so Darcy Kemper is going to get a lot of time. That was just oh, announced. We in our Avalanche preview, I was like, oh no, Francouz is a good goalie if he can just stay healthy. Oh boy. Yeah. No kidding. Now, uh, this is also interesting, and I just wanted to bring it up from last night. This one slipped through. I didn't realize this one. Quentin Byfield. I did see the the replay. Uh, left ankle fracture. He is out indefinitely after a weird hit into the boards. It's just like, come on. Another, we were, it was a bad hit. Part yeah. of our Kings preview. We're like, oh, Byfield. I was yeah. hyping up Byfield so much in that. And then now, yeah, it might be out for a long time. There was also an incident with uh, the referee in that same game. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just he got, he got stretchered off. And uh, got a concussion. I, I believe Elliot wrote in 31 thoughts, uh, 32 thoughts. I always get that messed up. That he's going to be okay, but he probably won't ref for a little bit. But yeah, the incident was very scary. Just yeah. freak accident. Yeah, I don't remember who the player was. We mm -hmm. just they skated into each other basically, yeah. and that was it. As an aside, doesn't it feel weird to say something like thirty thoughts? Because that's what it used to be. Right. Like 30, 30, Thirty thoughts was the. Oh, that sounds awful. It does. Thirty-one thoughts. There you go. But it was thirty thoughts for like a decade on CBC.ca. And then when, when the Olympics rights were bought by Sportsnet, they moved it over to Sportsnet.ca. And then they started the podcast when it was 31 Thoughts. It sounds so incomplete. It doesn't dance thoughts. out of your mouth the same way. No, it doesn't. 30 Thoughts. Yeah. Ew. And I remember it being in this on the CBC website. And the CBC website at the time was an all-white background. So your eyes would just go like this. And then, and then the typesetting was super small to make sure that nobody could read it. But Elliot had such a gold mine, it was what? worth reading. Oh, I remember the type. There's just like the tiniest little letters. You just slander all my employers. No, no. It's, it's just the way you it was. The internet was new. Where else? So what do you guys say about Leafs TV? Yeah, I can't wait to talk about HMV. Yeah, how do you feel about them? <laughs> how do you feel about um, them? All right. So I, I guess lastly here, I guess we can get to the press conference, right? Yeah. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah. Presser. Press conference. Hi. It's 
Steve, did you? I let you take a look at the press conference thread. Did you pick out a question you wanted to answer? Or do you want me to throw something at you? I did not throw it at my head. Okay. Um, it's better that way. Would at this is from Ali. Hello, name man. tags. Oh, hey. would Adam or Steve be able to handle Kyle's horrible office if they were hired to man the magnets? <laughs> I think I think we should revisit this for anybody who didn't listen to our all or nothing reactions. If you didn't watch AONFR, eat shit. What the FR is wrong with you? What is wrong with Kyle Dubas's office according to Adam and Steve? Uh it okay, so I had a friend who had not watched our reactions who was like, "Why does Kyle Dubas's office look like like an arena bar. <laughs> and if you look at where it's placed in the building, I think that might have been its original purpose. Yeah. Like it really is just like a white walled sack of sadness. Like Brendan Shanahan, it's he's like, you know, Dr. Phil's James Bond villain house. That's what yeah, Brendan Shanahan's got like rich mahogany yes. and prestige. Dark masculine colors unpainted. And, and Dubis is like stuffed in a broom closet like Higgins from Ted Lasso. It looks like <laughs> it looks like um it looks like the second level of James Bond 007 Goldeneye, if you played that on uh it's just gray and there's a, it's painted blue over the cinder block. But they have literally a, an old desk, a blue painted wall with a, a mirror or like a thing out. And then... Uh, Brandon Pridham with a, com- a computer. With a computer. And com- he doesn't leave the office. No, he's, but he sits at a, a little side table in a plastic Ikea chair. I'm like, guys, can you get Pridham something nice for his bum? Brandon, can we and do then, this? No. And then they have the magnet board and that is it. So, sorry. That's the... We were making fun of how it's like crazily... It's not. It, you're the but, least GM. But if we were keepers of the magnets, would we like it more? I mean, maybe. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty sweet, I'm sure, to work for the Toronto Maple Leafs no matter what. No matter how bad the day is, it's still better than most gigs. As keeper of the magnets, we get a ring. Mm, do yep. you? Uh, I, yeah. Yeah. When I, 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 I worked for Leafs TV, I was like, one of the things that made me sad, I was like, I don't think I'm important enough to get a ring if they win. But did you luckily, ask? they were bad. No. <laughs> you should have asked someone. The no, Tim Brent Stanley Cup. They, my, my first year I worked there and was not an intern, they finished second last in the league. So I don't think I ever had to worry about that. Adam, would you like a question? Sure. From somebody you've been ducking. Please. This is from T. Davey, yeah. who is a Habs fan, oh. a Ferrari fan, oh. and a United fan. Oh. Oh. T. Davey said, I asked Adam this on Insta, but he said it should be a press conference question. Oh, okay. Okay. What makes a good podcast host? And is there anything to help people get better at being a host? This is aimed at Adam. Jean jackets. Je- <laughs> I'm wearing a jean jacket if you're listening. Um, okay. Uh, I, I, uh, Arkell's uh, hair. <laughs> uh, Arkell's podcast. Arkell, there it is. Um, I think he does Featuring have a podcast. Featuring Kyle Dubas. Um, and Nick Nurse. office. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, Kyle Lewis's podcast, My Shitty Office. Um, I think... Coffee cups from your mom show. <laughs> yeah, that's um, what I have. No, I think I think what it is, <laughs> any host for anything, be it your wedding, uh, be it a radio show, a television show, you know, my opinion on what makes a great host is somebody that is able to highlight the greatest parts of everybody else on the show. And uh, you could see it with... Um, somebody like, I don't know, I'm just going to give you an example that everybody would get. Oprah. Oprah's job throughout, you know, people. a lot of people have, well, Oprah this and Oprah that. Yeah, I'm not talking about Oprah politically. I'm talking about formatically 
Oprah is one of the you best. Guys, Adam, for the audience, just, explain who Oprah is. Uh, <laughs> one of the best, best formatic hosts out there. And what's ma- amazing about Oprah is she's able to hit on what would interest an audience. Interviews usually, everybody wants to get into media to do interviews. Interviews are usually fucking boring. What Oprah was able to do was put an hour together with a celebrity guest every fucking day for 30 years. Howard Stern is also a brilliant host. And what makes those guys so good is they're able to go, they're, they're able to sit in the chair of a fan and go, well, how come? And, or why? Or why did you do this? And I remember there was like an Oprah interview with Lionel Richie. And he remember, he was saying like, he was saying like, you know, my last, I, I think it was his second wife or something like that. And it was Nicole Richie's mom. And he's like, you know, it really broke my heart when she ended things. And, he, and Oprah looked at him and she said, well, you cheated on her, Lionel. <laughs> and I'll never and I was 12 when I watched that I think it was like when Simple Life was a huge show and I have to tell you I never forgot that moment because it's like I don't, it doesn't even matter what his answer is um, there was there was something where it's like yeah like she cut through the bullshit uh, another, another thing that a great host does is they're able to maneuver a topic and understand when it's done and no, t- no host is perfect on this we are known to meander and belabor and do all those things. I want to know about the sword. The sword. I want to know about Alan Walsh and the sword. Oh, the sword. And I'm like trying to move us on. And Steve's like, no, I the sword. Because he didn't answer my questions about the sword. <laughs> so but I got to the bottom of it. Don't you worry. So I think that's what you do. And I think what you do uh, to be a great host is, is it, you want to be very curious as a person. You want to be, um, you want to read all the time. Uh, it, it could be subjects that you're interested in, but read as much as you can and try to diversify what you read if you can. And, um, and then really, I think the best thing that you can do is listen to other hosts and go, what do they do? I'm taking that with me. Uh, the only reason I was able to build a career is because I stole a bunch of shit from, you know, everybody else. And any, any good radio host will tell you, um, that they built their career off of the previous guy. And, uh, and, and I also believe, and, and this is mostly true throughout the, the industry, the best television hosts, if you're hoping to be on television, if you're hoping to be on video or whatever it is, started out in radio. They started out in podcasting. They started out talking because I have seen this. I've worked on television shows that require you to talk. And I've seen people come over from recorded TV to try to do live TV and they can't do it. And it's because they're used to reading from a teleprompter. And that's all they do. And, and television is so easy in a lot of cases because you show up and your work's done for you. You have a producer. In radio and podcast. I couldn't believe it. Well, they, those guys are just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. They're so, they are, what are they, they were in there at noon, right? They could have pulled the pizza delivery guy in and have him, they, they could have filled half an hour and, easily. And, and they had a podcast that was popular before podcasts were popular. Yeah. And so, you know, that, that's what's so f- phenomenally, they were so phenomenally talented together. And, and are amazing apart too because they're phenomenal talents. But that's the thing, right? You're able to, um, you're able to make something out of nothing sometimes. And I think uh, if you want to be great in in anything video, you got to learn how to uh, to talk to, to talk to somebody, to roll with things. I've taken improv classes. I have my A level at Second City in Toronto, and I'm not even a funny guy. I didn't know but that. Yeah, yeah, no, I absolutely went to like improv classes and stuff because I spent weekends, two weekends, like. 12 hours a day at second city to get it because you gotta, um, you gotta learn how to roll with things and not shut things down. 
And there's a lot that goes into being a great host, but I would say be curious, learn how to tell a story and figure out what is interesting about your subject. If you're interviewing somebody, what's interesting about them? Is it their opinions? Is it their story? And then make sure that you're thinking, okay, if I'm an audience, what do I want to know? Ask them that. And that's usually like when we have Chris Johnson on, when I ask him questions, it's like, man, I'm just asking the same question that uh, somebody with 20 followers on Twitter would ask. Because that's just, that's what I am. Are you vaccinated? I'm not asking that. No <laughs> one cares. What, that's what the Twitter followers are. Oh, okay. Well, some of them. Jesse, are you pre-arguing with Twitter? No, I'm, just, I'm oh. giving you the example oh. of the guy with Twitter, mm, okay. 20 followers. One day we'll catch you. One day. One day. Actually, you know what? The what? one time Jesse did pre-argue people on Twitter what? Uh, was the Google Play one. The Google Play and Spotify. But I guess that had already happened, so maybe. I mean, when you're... Sometimes your fears are based in reality. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know. Anyway, I hope that was succinct enough. It probably wasn't. But, you know, that I would start with start having conversations with people. Start a podcast with your friends. If it kind of sucks for a while, that's usually how it goes. Uh, our, our first show here was good, but Steve and I had been in broadcasting for five years at least at that point. Um, I, my first show on the air was horrendous. I was terrible for two years before I could even bear to listen to myself and I was getting paid to do it. So I, I don't know. I like, still feel like an imposter. Well, that's imposter syndrome it's, at this point. Yeah. No, <laughs> is it imposter syndrome that I never played hockey and also never took a single on camera course at school or t any of the shit you're like, Oh yeah, I went to second city to hone my craft or for the 12 yeah. hour days of the week. And I'm like, uh, I, I don't know. I cut shit up on windows movie maker for a while and then i eventually switched to iMovie and then i got good hey whatever works man it made it, you still got here uh jesse next question uh those are our questions oh. our questions came from our discord channel if you want to join join our discord server i said channel um go to sdpn.ca the link is right there on the home page swipe through the little thing that's a discord link and click it and then sign up and join us we hit um i think we're close to seven thousand wow. people and it's That's pretty cool. It's really great. It's mm -hmm. so much fun. Like I remember Robert Malloy, who's one of our mods, sent me a link and I'm like, what the hell is this? What are you and Jesse working on? And it took me about three seconds to get into it. And then and even the Chicago White Sox page is picking up. Like we actually have several posts from today. You shouted it out yeah. enough times. Yes. Yeah. Uh, are all our individual season previews gonna go in each individual team's channel? I don't know, Jesse. How does that work? No, they no, usually no. go on the SDPN announcements. There's a no, there's a there's a specific channel for all of our video uploads. There it is. Okay. It's not announcements. Well, What's it called? It's going to be a busy weekend. Episodes and announcements. Yeah. That's the hashtag. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so uh, we'll, we'll have tons of content this weekend. Thank you so much for listening. Check out Chris and Julian. They're out today, too, with their podcast. It's just it's going gangbusters. And congratulations to Andrew Berkshire, yes, the latest woo! member of the SDPN. We're so excited for Game Over Montreal to begin next week. And hey, more to come. We have more announcements next week. Woo! Steve, would you like to join? No, nothing? SDP. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.